Hello and good afternoon to everyone. Happy Saturday to you. Welcome to another episode of Speaking Plain English. I am your hostess, Roberta Johnson. And as always, we've got such a wonderful guest here today. Listen, if you guys are ready to salivate, if you guys are ready to get them hunger pangs going, I suggest that you have a snack with you because you're going to be hungry in a little bit. Right now, today, I have my cousin who's here. His name is Chris Chef L. And um, I I can introduce him all day, but I'm going to allow him to have the time to introduce himself as he enters our broadcast. Hey, cousin. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much for coming. Listen, I wanted to make sure that you were here in time for the 4th of July. Wow. We already know what everybody does on the 4th of July. We can eat. <laughs> we <laughs> we eat, eat and, so, and hopefully eat good food, right? That's that's it. That's <laughs> it. And so I could not find any other appropriate time to have you on here than one of the holidays that we like to um, take some time and have some good food in front of us and consume some good food. So what I want to do, what I want you to do is I want you to give us a little bit about you. Introduce yourself. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, then, um, just for starters, my name my name is Christopher Lipford. I go by Chef Chris L. Um, I, am a native, <clears throat> I am a native New Yorker, uh, born and raised. I wind up um, studying hotel and restaurant management over at the Sydney University of New York, specializing in culinary arts. Sometime after that, I wanted to move to Texas, um, just where I studied um, um, at the Le Cordon Bleu uh, Culinary College, where I had so many wonderful opportunities upon graduation. Uh, I wanted becoming a chef for the Dallas Cowboys. <coughs> Excuse me. I wind up starting in concessions at first, and then basically I got promoted to the Hall of Fame suites, uh, just yeah. Yeah, to where I started cooking for the players, their families, and their, <coughs> and their special guests. Uh, so from there, I moved on just to the Four Seasons. Hotel and resort. I cook for Ross Perot Jr. Uh, just over at his compound called Circle T. And um, I cook for Bobby Flay and Paula Dean at the Metropolitan Food Festival as well. And then um, I won an amateur IHF competition at the French Room at the Adolphus hotel in downtown so uh, god has blessed me uh, uh just god has blessed me and um i'm grateful and i'm humble and thankful for the experiences that he has given to me that's just a little bit of awesome oh my goodness listen i didn't know that you had all of that underneath your belt so congratulations to all of your accomplishments and Thank you. to all that is amazing. Not a lot of people get the opportunity to, um, you know, to take their craft and their, you know, their passion and to actually work in that, you know, in those fields. So congratulations to you for all of that. Thank you. So let's get into it. So you already gave us a little bit about you, a good amount about you. I want to know, when did you first discover your ability to cook? My ability to cook? Girl, yeah. <clears throat> well then, actually... I, I learned from my mother. 
And um, I used to see my mother cook for holidays and special occasions. And when people would come to the house and um, um, although, although there were times that, you know, every occasion wasn't a happy occasion, but then basically once she cooked, uh, you can't be sad or mad eating good food. It changed, yeah, it changed the whole atmosphere of the home and the people that were there. And um, I love that. Mm. I, I love to give, I love to uh, be an impact in a positive way for someone's life. Yo, guys, excuse me. I have allergies really bad. It's okay. So I'm <laughs> waiting, okay, listen, we're I'm live. I'm waiting for the minute it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so I actually like that you said that how um that's that's I think that's why a lot of um occasions are based around you know, good because if you have something that's really good, it can absolutely change the atmosphere of the place that you are. It can change how you how you feel at the moment. Me personally, I'm gonna tell you when I have good food, yes, I, mean, I have a little <laughs> I go with a little bit and I know there's some others out there who do the same thing. So absolutely, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so my next question is: Do you remember? Okay, so was your the um the Dallas Cowboys? Was that your first catering gig? Uh, no, not my first. So what was your first? Th th that was my major, uh, primary, a uh, food gig. You know, just uh, working for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so do you remember what your first one was? My first catering gig was or personal chef. Which, was, was basically here in New York, just cooking, um, just cooking at my local church, Gospel ah. Temple Church, a uh, Church of America, yes. back in the days. And yes. basically, yes. So they basically, I remember my pastor, my former pastor, she had put the youth department in charge of the kitchen for one Sunday, just to give us a test run. And then um, she said, "Chris, I'm counting on you." <laughs> you make sure that food her. is good. You make sure that food is right. And, and, and you know, I said, yes, ma'am. I was shaky. <laughs> I was shaky and nervous. So then basically, I had to call <clears throat> I had to call the supreme ultimate chef to help me out. And that was my mama. <laughs> I said, mom, you come to the kitchen with me? <laughs> And mom was like, don't worry about it. I got you. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And then from there, that started a monthly ritual of the young wow. cooking in the kitchen. <clears throat> awesome. So yeah. do you know what it was that you made? Huh? Oh. I think my personal thing was um, uh, <clears throat> I wound up making some type of spaghetti with uh, <clears throat> what? Thank you. I made a spaghetti with a uh, a, a homemade pasta. No, um, I made spaghetti with a homemade marinara sauce. And um, I'm kind of um, reluctant to say because basically I cook with liquor. So then basically okay. there was nothing but liquor bottles in the church kitchen, guys, because I had red wine bottles and a little bit of cognac. And then stewed tomatoes and 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 basically before I knew it, before I knew what Conquer say, uh, 
Conquer State Tomatoes were, we were doing <laughs> stew tomatoes. So then, needless to say, one of the elders in the church came back for extra sauce to take home. <laughs> and uh, we all had a good time that afternoon. Some were sleeping on the pulpit. Some was jumping and sweating at the same time. My friends that were in the kitchen, they were like, yo, Chris, you're going down. They been in the fire. <laughs> you're going down. You're going down. But then that is when I realized personally, and I don't have a problem, that liquor makes everything taste better. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> now let me ask you. It just makes it taste better. I'm serious because I think it's hilarious that so you pretty much provide a communion. Uh, I shouldn't have did my own special. <laughs> your food. I'm done. You know, um, basically, just for those that don't drink, there is uh, basically a method to burn out the alcohol. A lot of people cook. I was going to ask you that. Don't I was going to ask you. Yeah, a lot of people cook with alcohol and don't realize it. If you get um, pure lemon extract, pure um, vanilla extract, pure almond extract, in order to make the extract, you have to use vodka. Oh, you have to use alcohol. That's a come. So, so um, that is why uh, basically it says it on the bottle two percent or three percent. And basically, I gave that tidbit out just you know just in case somebody said, "Oh, he cooks with alcohol, honey." You have been consuming alcohol for years and didn't even realize it. And didn't even realize. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm get, see, I'm the type of person I get visual. So whenever you tell me something, like when you're talking about how you had. The sauce and how everybody rolls, everybody is just enjoying themselves and having sure a good time. Some people fell asleep. I, I'm seeing this and it's cracking me up. It is that, cracking me up. That was a uh, forgiveness service and a very hugging service. And uh, a very emotional, a very emotional service because, you know, uh, just people were uh, true to their own self. More or less, you understand. They do say that liquor is liquid courage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, liquid courage, liquid courage. courage. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> so, so let me ask you one more question. So, as far as because you've made lots of different types of dishes, I I, for those of you who are watching and want to know if I'm just bringing some random individual whose food I've never tasted, I've tasted his food. Or I'm sorry, I should go this way. I have tasted this food. I was at my sister's house, and I didn't even know. Honestly, I didn't even. I wasn't even. I didn't even know he was coming. And no, yes, I did. This particular day, I yeah. found out that he was coming, and I said, "Oh, I'm there. <laughs> Let me. I'm, I'm coming." So, what was it that you made that day? I think you made um, the seafood roster. No, it wasn't the pasta. I think it was. It was a chicken. It was a barbecue chicken. Oh, it was the roasted. It was the roasted of the barbecue chicken. It was um, I think it was the roasted chicken. Was it the orange chicken? Yes, that's it. It was the orange. The orange ginger chicken. It was the orange ginger chicken. 
I think you made some mashed potatoes and some, was it broccoli or was it spinach that you made? Whatever. Listen. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So I tell, I tell, I say this to my viewers all the time, my people all the time, when it comes to good music and good food, I will never steer you wrong. Never. This man here, this orange chicken was so it was so tender and so flavorful it's like the flavor is like literally like bursting out it was amazing it was so oh, good thank it you so, so very much i'm telling you it was so good so i'm not i'm not just you know talking to to somebody you have a cafe here you're not just talking to somebody who has a taste of this, this, this food i'm telling you this guy and that's why you've heard um you know some of the people that he's cooked for that's that's why because his, I'm telling his skills are just amazing, absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so very much. You're welcome. So I want to know because of diff, all of the different types of food that you've made, um, what is your favorite? I'll tell you what is your favorite oh type. Of food? I don't know if I have a favorite because basically I'm still learning, and I'm also still creating new dishes. Um. I, I love my cocoa tequila brownies. Um, that is a dessert that um, I do for special occasions. Um, actually, um, <laughs> true, funny story. My godparents, <clears throat> they had a Christian bookstore in Harlem. I won't say their names. So then basically my god sister called me Excuse me, and then she had she had an author there just that was, um, she had invited a Christian author to come to the bookstore just to do a read from her book. So she calls me, she says, "Chris, I need some dessert." And so then I'm like, uh, "Just what kind of dessert do you need?" And then she was like, "Just bring me some brownies or something." And so then I said to myself, "The only way I know how to make brownies is make a homemade chocolate tequila sauce." So then. So then she says, just bring the brownies and stop. Okay. I brought the brownies in. <clears throat> I kid you not. Uh, when Just once I took the cover off, you could smell it. And she said, oh, my God. <laughs> she was, she said, <laughs> Excuse me. She says, oh, my God, Chris, I can't serve this. I said, yes, you can. So uh, basically, long story short, we served the brownies. One lady interrupted the reed that was that was eating eating the brownies, and then she said, "I have a confession. I just love everybody. I'm just trying to be a good person, and I want to be better." This. She interrupted the lady's read, and then that triggered somebody else's confession. <coughs> Someone else's confession. It was just awesome. People, started, awesome. Crying. People started crying. People started talking to each other. I'm going to have me some hot tea right now. Go for it. Do what you got to um, do. Yes, yes, because these allergies right here, you know, I'm not used, you know, I'm not used to 
I'm not used to the New York air in Texas. I didn't suffer with allergies. But um, basically, yeah. when I came to New York, it is something about the ragweed and the pollen that you have in the air. Do we have one? Okay, thank you. So um, basically, maybe this will help me out a little bit. Give me one second. Mm -hmm, no problem. <laughs> I just think this is hilarious how it's like whenever they eat people, okay, but I'm, I'm not. Thank you. This kind of makes a little bit of sense. And the reason why I say um, it makes sense is because for those those who know Chris, I, I've known I've known you since I was little, right? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Rephrase that. <laughs> we know each other since but, we were little, right? Not, but, all right. Hello. <laughs> okay. 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 Since we I'll give you that. I'll give you, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm not that old guy. But I, what I remember, I always remember one thing that I've always remembered about you was that whenever we all got together, like it was okay. always food and it was always fun. And then you would always end up you do this all the time. Ask one question. And ask everybody around the room. Yes, we're going. Ask one question around, and it makes everybody think. And not only does it make everybody think, but it starts to um, like it brings. It's like a therapy session. We end up having like group therapy, like a group therapy session. And those yeah. streets, I know you. I know you know. And like it ends up becoming. A therapy session. We all praying and snotting and crying and all on the floor. And next thing you know, we all come to and wake up and you're gone. And went home. So this makes so much sense that people will eat your food. Charisse, am I lying? <laughs> am I lying? Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, it makes so much sense that people would eat your food. And end up wanting to, you know, to share, or end up wanting to, you know, to. I, I love that happens in a nutshell. You know so, what? I get okay. that. You know what? I no, love no, that too because I really believe that you know when you uh, 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 cook from the heart, when you have your passion, and when you have food integrity. You know, I tell people if you hire a chef, if you want a chef, make sure your chef has a little bit of OCD. Because basically, if your chef has a little OCD, you know that the meat that, that the chef is going to serve you, he's going to clean it from first. He's wow. going to take it from the package and put it in the pan and serve it to you. So then basically, you want to make sure, you know, that he has a little OCD because you know that his kitchen is going to be clean. He's not going to have wow. the cat on top of the stove licking out of the place and out of the pots. You want to wow. make sure that his floor is clean. You know, you want to make sure that um, uh, uh, that his appliances are clean and the utensils that he is using for your food is clean as well. So the little OCD is good. Um, That's good. Yeah, really. It, you know, it really is. And then I have, as you know, you've been, you know, a whole lot of OCD when I go. Oh, Lord, yes. Yeah, no one in the kitchen. <laughs> The kitchen has to be scrubbed down. Although the kitchen is clean already, I wanted to bring it up to my satisfaction because I'm preparing the food. And it makes you more comfortable. It I makes like you much that. more comfortable. Much I more. like that. I've never, you know what? That's so funny. I've never, I have never thought about that. But that makes so much sense. Oh, definitely. That definitely. makes so much sense. Because I, and I love that. I love I that. And I'm going to tell you what I love about that because sure, that tells sure. me right there that God knows where to put everybody. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so. everything. Oh, y'all think Parrish is logged on? Hey, oh, hey Parrish. So that's that makes so much sense to yeah. make sure that you have a little bit of your, your chef. And that's listen. What I want for those who may be aspiring um, chefs, or those who want to desire to cook, or just love cooking. <laughs> Or you're hiring somebody, like for those who may be hiring for an occasion or whatever, like if you're for a wedding, find out you're about to chef. Find out if the person who's cooking for you has OCD. And if you do, if they do, then you want to make sure that <laughs> you want to yeah, use you know, you know, just a little stingy. Just a yeah. little bit. You know, I remember when I worked for this um, Fortune 500 company and then um, I was a freelance chef and someone called me and said, I need you to do a gig for a couple of weeks. And then when I went there, um, I will not call the name. And um, the food was very costly. And uh, so I got there and, you know, I remember when I started to do the chicken. And so I don't know if it's culture, but I believe that is the right way to wash and clean your chicken first. Right. A lot of people don't. Which clean. is let, let me just to be clear. Yes. What is your way to wash and clean chicken? Just to be my, clear. My way to wash and clean chicken because basically you don't know the um, process of where the chicken came from, from the farm to your table. There's a journey in between there, and then a lot of companies they spray pesticides on the chicken as a preservative to keep mm-hmm. them fresher longer. But a lot of the pesticides that they use are um, cancer-causing, um, disease-causing pesticides. Um, <clears throat> so basically, a lot of people don't know that. So then, you know, when they just take the chicken, season the chicken, and cook the chicken, they say that if you bring the ch- chicken to temperature, th- that the um, pesticides dissipate. That's not all true in the case. So my proper way, excuse me, my proper way to clean chicken is to warm to hot water. Well, first of all, okay, you you have to make your own household PPE. You have to have a sanitizing solution that you wash out your sink first. Mm-hmm. If you use any type of dishwashing liquid, Always for each liter, uh, you put, um, um, if you have, what is that that I have? Let me check and see because I want to be accurate. That's a goal. What are my glasses on? If you have 16 full ounces of like Ajax or Dawn um, dishwashing liquid, you want to put a pot full of bleach in there. Okay, bleach sterilized. For your sink. Yes. You know, okay. You put a cap full of bleach inside your dishwashing liquid. Okay. And then that way you just created a PPE. Which means PPE is? It's, it's just, just, um, just creating a sanitizing solution for your sink, for your sponge, and for your rag. You take your sink, you wash it, you know, you wash it with that solution. And then you rinse it. You dry off with a clean uh, uh, paper towel with the handles and the spout. Okay. And now what you could do is add your chicken to the sink. Um, Just put your stopper in. 
Run the water in the chicken. Add some fresh lemon juice or lemons. Coarse salt. Apple cider vinegar. If your chicken begins to foam, there's a pesticide on the chicken. Mm. On the chicken. The skin is not suitable for eating. You, do you understand what I'm saying to your people? Got it. Yeah. So then once that happens, you'll see the foam. You, what you have to do, you have to rinse it and start the process again to make sure to make sure that your chicken is clean, clean and then you continue the process until you get clear water. That's how you know you have clean chicken. Wow. Dirty food doesn't taste good to me. Wow. That's like somebody having collard greens with sand in it. <laughs> I've been there. Collard greens were grit. I went to a, uh, um, a friend of mine's Thanksgiving. So then, and I have potato salad. Now, you know how we feel about potato salad. Okay. Everybody can you know, make. You know, we will not ask who made the rice. We will not ask who made the fried chicken. We will not ask who made the corn. But we will ask who made, who made the, the potato, potato salad. I don't know who, who made the potato salad and who made the macaroni and cheese. There you go. So um, I went there, sat there, and then I started crunching on the potato salad. So then, so I said, "Ooh, okay." So then I says, "Did you put potato chips in the potato salad?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she was like, "No, no, Chris, you trying to be funny." So I'm like, no. So I said, okay, a little bit crunch, crunch. Child, she left the eggshells and the potato salad. You know, it was over for me. Oh, my it, Lord. It was too over for me. I just said that to say that because people cooking practices may not be the same as yours. And then I believe that because I look at TikTok and I look at other videos and how people are pouring chemicals on their food. And you do not pour chemicals on your food. Tell them. Let so, the people know. Yeah. So basically, getting back to the chicken, once you do that with the chicken, and then once your chicken becomes clear for uh, uh, um. Um, once the water becomes clear, you then, again, remove your chicken and you sanitize the whole sink, the around, you know, the around the sink, mm -hmm. the counter all over again. Some people say <clears throat> that you don't do that with chicken because you are spreading bacteria. You only spread bacteria when you don't properly clean the surrounding area. If Say it again. you clean the surrounding area, no bacteria will not be spread. Make sense, y'all? That's food integrity. I'm the chef. I have food integrity. I love it. I'm not going to drop anything on the floor <laughs> and kiss it up to God and say, 30 second rule. Nah. We go. don't do that. We no. don't do, we not do that. No, been, we don't do that. Especially when you're making food for other people. You don't do it at all. But especially when you're cooking for other people. Where, you know, people have done that. And then I'm like, oh, I can't eat from you, brother, you know, or sister. You know, I have to do it myself. But yeah, that is something that I do. So make sure you wash your chicken. You know, a little salt, a little vinegar, some lemon juice. Watch it. Watch it. And then, you know. 
Um, if it foams up, take it out, rinse it, do the process all over again until you get clean water. Listen, I'm so glad that you explained that. I am so glad that you explained that and in depth. Like you, I, I wanted you to take the time to do that because a lot of people don't know. No, a lot of people, people don't know. know. You know, and um, I feel this when you know better, hopefully you do better. That's it. And then, um, you know, I had to be taught, but I grew up in a household where my mother did this, mm. where my aunts did this, where my cousins did this. So then for me, it wasn't strange. So then when I brought it to other people and their culture didn't practice it, it was oh. strange. So that when I did it at a restaurant and the chicken started foaming and bubbling, they was like, what did you do to the chicken? I said, I'm cleaning the chicken. So then we had to have a whole long conversation about how to properly clean your chicken. And then after that, they had started to adapt my um, chicken cleaning procedure. Now, let me let me tell you what I honestly think. And I'm going to tell you what you should do with this. Yes, ma'am. I say that again? You need a course. You need to teach a class. No, I'm serious. Because oh, what yeah. you gave was free information that people paid for. And yeah. not just people paid for, but going to, to culinary schools, do they teach that? Uh, some do, some don't. It depends on the professor. Because a lot That's of them... Problem. A lot of them had the thing, open the bag and um, cook the meat. I was always the one in class cleaning or rinsing off my meat. You know, even when you do red meat, um, steaks or pot roast or um, pork belly, if you make bacon. Before, <laughs> before you put it in your mouth, you want to make sure that the meat is clean. As you should. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely should. At, because at I mean, who wants to eat? A lot, people, a lot of people do, you know. Even <clears throat> I don't want to let out all of the food secrets, but even when you are eating from food trucks, most food trucks I know in the state of Texas, they're supposed to prepare their food, prep their food in a commercial kitchen somewhere that it is uh, uh, deemed suitable by the Department of Health for the state. Mm. A lot of people prepare or prep the food in their homes, on the trucks. And um, a lot of people don't practice good hygiene, don't practice good, safe, healthy food hygiene. And basically, as a result, many people get sick. People get salmonella. People get trichinosis. <clears throat> people get food poison. And basically, that's not a good thing. So we have a question for you. And I mean, maybe um, from James B. watching from YouTube. Thank you for watching. Um, you mentioned this before, so maybe he, did he miss it. The question is, so a lot of people say, the heat will get rid of the germs. Is this true? To some degree. To some degree. Um, heat always doesn't kill carcinogens. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, sometimes, like barbecue. I love barbecue. If you cook with um, 
charcoal, <coughs> charcoal and lighter fluid, it produces carcinogens on your it's meat. Wow. Carcinogens produces cancers. Cancer. In I'm not talking about from one hamburger, one rib, one chicken, but then a whole lot of it over a certain period of time can produce that. I didn't say will. I'm not a medical doctor. Right. I just study a little bit and I try to be more than just a handsome face. But um <laughs> but um you just have to be careful of basically all of the intake that you do with certain types of cooking practices. Make sense? I get it. So my question is to um to piggyback off of that is there a way to, because I know a lot of people, sometimes some people when they do grill, especially this being the summertime, and that's what we like to do, you know, we like to have our barbecues, um, especially for this weekend. My question is, as far as, you know, if you're going, does the um, aluminum foil, like cooking it on the aluminum foil, does that help? Do you yeah. think that helps? Okay. It does. It presents a, just the right foil. <clears throat> The heavy duty foil, it presents a barrier between between the charcoal and your and your food. So y'all hear that? So those of us during the summer who are grill masters, we have to make sure that I know we know we want the um, you know, how we like the, the lines on the grill and things like that to make it look like it, but it's much safer. To yeah. actually level or line, and it's it helps the clean it helps the cleaning process too. It really it does a it much does. easier cleaning process to yeah. line your grill with heavy duty um, aluminum foil. Chef Chris has spoken. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I love to grill. The grill is fun. You make the best out of it. A lot of people know there's four parts to grilling, and uh, I'm not going to tell you that. I can go give you all my secrets. You're going to have to tune in to me. I was hoping. I'm like, you're going to give us a little more. And then basically, I'll teach you the four parts of grilling. It should be four stages on your grill. Just to ensure proper proper execution. I'll leave it as that. That's it? Yeah. So they no, have to no. come back. So, so in other words, they have to, um, you have to take the course. Okay, okay. You know what? I don't know so much if it would be a course, but just for those that want to um, become much more passionate about their culinary crafting and their culinary design, sure, why not? Like a you know, I love to learn. You know, um, there's a young lady I dated, and um, uh, we, we, we really wouldn't never go out to eat because I would always cook for her. Mm. And then she would come by, the table be set, the candles are burning. Oh, and, nice. You know, we have a three course meal, and everything is wonderful. You know, that's it. And I'm going to leave it at there. Guys for, <laughs> guys, for Valentine's Day, I'm going to teach you something that makes it the gotta be Valentine's Day. Make the women go crazy. Okay? It's that de definitely guaranteed to put a smile on her face. And that's all. I'm going to leave this rated G. Gonna leave it there. Nothing else. We're going to leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Auntie. All the details y'all need.
hit him up. <laughs> so, or one thing that I want is just in case y'all don't have the skills or, you know, you don't want the skills, I guess. He does personal, he's a personal chef as well. So oh, if you want to have like a, yes. So if you want to have like a nice dinner or something and you don't want to go to a restaurant, especially after hearing all of this stuff that you hear about, not all of the, um, you know, the chefs in the back cleaning their meat properly and cleaning their areas properly. And you want somebody who will be able to who will know that will be eating not just delicious tasting food, but food that will be good to consume. Yeah. Him up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then always, you know, uh, just with food, food is so vast. You can do so many things with it. And then also, there's so much cheat that you could do with certain foods. Huh. You know, recently, recently I, I got a lot of hits on my um, uh, uh, seafood angel hair pasta dish with the butter blanc sauce. And then, um, oh, um, I haven't heard that. Oh, that's you actually made that the other day. Yeah, I made that the other day. I think Ooh, you that it. Oh my gosh, it looked so good. It was good. And I'm gonna tell you what I what I liked about what you said about the angel hair. I okay. liked how you were talking about because I love the taste of pasta. I love the taste of pasta. I love the sauce, but it doesn't agree with me. It likes to add weight and poundage and all that wonderful. Unwonderful stuff. I love pasta, but pasta doesn't love me back. Yeah. So same here. To have see, and then to have it as angel hair, I at least get the flavor and I at least get the taste of it, but it's not as money cars. True. So True. I like I like that. True. But then you know what? There's a way to make your own pasta. You can make it from spinach. You can you can make it from um from carrots, you can make it from chickpeas, you can make it from turmeric, you could do a pasta blend and just roll it out and then just roll it out yourself by hand. And um hold on. <coughs> Sorry, the phone was dropping. Uh, okay. And basically, this is what I do. Um I think that for married couples, the way to a more intimate relationship is cooked together. Mm. See, cooking is a form of making love, I think. I would say so. Yeah, because it's passionate. It is <clears throat> it is creative. It's intimacy. Yes. And then um, it is very intimate. Um, when you're cooking together um, as a married couple, if you want to get some more spark into your marriage, into your relationship, have some much, have some more creativity, feed each other. Mm. I like and then, that. Um, that opens up a door of wonderful pleasures to come. Now, I don't know anything about that because I'm a Christian. And I'm saving okay. myself for marriage. Thank you. And um, but mm -hmm. nothing. Go ahead. Told, Continue. When I'm told, that's what I do. Well, no, that is what <laughs> I tell you what to do. My cousin's too much. <laughs> She's too much. <laughs> I'll prop. Listen, we. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. We can, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, we're gonna leave it there. Word. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it all alone. Hands are clean. Okay. <laughs> so we already mentioned some of the celebrities that you said that you cooked for in the beginning. For yeah. those who may um hey Carleen, for those who may just in. <laughs> for those who may be just tuning in, go over. I know that you said that you cooked for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You said that you cooked for Bobby Flay. Yeah. Um, you cooked for Kirk Franklin. Oh, that's right. I should have him and his yeah. other family. Mm -hmm. um, T.D. Jakes, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I actually uh, prepared the food where he came in to eat at him and his security detail. Awesome. Yeah. And who, who am I missing? I'm missing a few that you mentioned earlier. Uh, Ross Perot Jr., Ovac Circle T, his compound there in Southlake. Um, who else? Oh, my gosh. I did a lot of corporate dining. For um, Neiman Marcus, um, AT&T. Um, who else did I do? Wow, quite a few places. Yeah. And uh, a lot of chefs. Um, I even cooked for Barbara Bush. Really? Laura Bush. Laura Bush. And um, uh, what other president? Uh, some senators just over at a wedding. Um, and some other stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Listen, how? So let me ask you something. Who was your first celebrity? Was was that the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, my first celebrity. But start your first celebrity, yes. And I, because I want to know how you got that call, and I, I, I want to hear about it. Let me see. Oh my gosh, who that cook for here? Um, well, my first what people call celebrity. Yes, I'll put it like that. Yeah. I think it was Mr. Kirk Franklin and his family. Mr. and Mrs. Kirk Franklin. A wonderful family. Wonderful guy. Oh my gosh. I would he imagine is one of the nicest young men you could ever meet. And and uh, I'm not saying that just to say that. Him and his wife and his children. Wonderful people, wonderful people. And then I was just honored and thankful to serve them. And so how did you get that call? Like what what was I want I want to know from the time that you out of was it an email? Was it a phone call? Was it a text? How did that happen? Well then I met him when I um when I became the showroom chef over at um, Four Seasons. The Four Seasons has different departments there. So then basically. I got elevated to to um, become the showroom chef. So then it was Chef Chris L's kitchen. I did the tricks, lit the stuff on fire. Nice. Threw the food up in the air. And then basically, him and his family came for Sunday brunch. And um, that is how I met him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then from there, um, he, he and his family returned. And along with other people meet him other celebrities, um, I'm sure. And um, it's just turned out to be a wonderful experience. And um, awesome. I have grown from that. And um, grown from, you know, the right people depositing, depositing the positive 
words and energy into your life to help you be better. And that's what he is family did for me. And Mr. Franklin, Mrs. Franklin, if you ever see this, I want to say thank you. Awesome. I hope they do. I hope they do. Yeah. Listen, I I want what I got from that. And I don't know if anybody else caught it either. Never turn down a job. I would say never turn down a job because especially if it's something in your, you know, where you can potentially end up with doing what you love. Because you said that at first you started at as a concessions, correct? Yeah, just for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you would have never gotten that one, if you would have never taken that with you, whether you would have said, I listen, I'm above this. Exactly. You know what I mean? You exactly. never know where they take where it can take you. You know you what? You never know where it can take you. That is so true. I tell people, always be humble. Absolutely. There's never a job too small. Absolutely. Because I believe that if you're teachable, you can learn from anyone. I learned how to make a better hamburger working in concessions. Wow. Yeah. I learned how to make a better hot dog working. What can you do to a hot dog to make it better? Oh, my goodness. The tricks of the trick. (laughs) If you do a hot dog to make it better, most people like to mark their hot dogs. You know, just get the grill okay. marks. Yes. And then, and then, excuse me. And basically what they do, they uh, grill it all the way like that. I learned not to grill it all the way like that. All you want to do is mark them. And then you have like a um, aluminum pan on top of the grill and you put your hot dogs in there. And you cook them through there. That way, the hot dogs don't become like um, rubbery and um, dried out. And um, you have a nice sear on the hot dog to where you think it was totally grilled on on the grill, just which it wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't constant open flame on the meat. You don't want to do open flame on the meat all the time, especially when the flame is high. Huh. Yeah. So since we're on the topic of hot dogs, I have to add the breast of all parts. Say again? Since we're, I'm saying since we're on the topic uh-huh. of hot dogs, uh-huh. what would you prefer? A sabrette or a, or a ballpark? Oh my goodness. Mm. It depends if it's 100% beef. Because a lot of hot dogs now are not. They have beef, beef. <clears throat> they have beef byproduct. Beef byproduct could be the eyes, the toes, the teeth, the nails, the nose, the ears, um, the snout. Uh, so it depends on if it is mechanically separated and made into a soupy paste and then and then and then they add a chemical into it to make it congeal and get hard and then they put it in a mold to give it shape. And that's what a, a lot of people are eating and don't realize that. What you could do is make your own hot dogs. You could make your own sausages. You know, just with the kitchen aid. Just with the kitchen aid attachment. 
and um, some vegan skins. And then I can show you how to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to need a course on that. So I'm telling you, like, you you need to do some master classes, like real. And I and I mean that. Now, if, not, and if not a master class, like, do tutorials on how to do certain, you know, I, honestly, this, that's, this is my opinion. Go ahead. This is my opinion because you have a whole lot of knowledge that not a lot of people are, um, not a sense have, number one, and we're not even willing to give. So I'm just saying, if you did something like that, I would absolutely support it. Sure. Definitely. Because basically, I am thinking about doing like an online cooking class. Do it. Just to give people. Waiting. <laughs> just, just to give people more like a more more like a better approach to healthy cooking and then uh, healthy cooking and incorporating a lot of uh, vegetarian dishes as well because you know we shouldn't eat meat seven days a week we say should, that one more time we should not eat meat seven days a week hmm. we should break it up you can have it three days a week but not seven. Okay, so let's go. Let's yes, come on. Let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into it. No, this is good. This is good, especially since we want to listen. We want to live, and we oh, want to live. I know that's right. And we want right. to live. You know, we want to be healthy. So mm -hmm. these are really, really good tips. So come on, please. Yeah. Okay, just the reason. Just the reason I say that personally is because we don't know the process of the meat and basically where, where it's coming from and how the animal was treated and what the animal was fed. So then we know that meat takes um, approximately, uh, totally, some say like 15 days to fully digest. If you have a slower digestion system, it mm. takes longer than that, and so then and what that's it's doing, beef, right? Like that's 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 pretty much. I think is it beef that takes longer yeah. to digest in the system? Yes. So basically, just with that, um, all the meat is doing is sitting is sitting in your stomach and sitting in your gut, rotting away. And mm. basically, you don't want nothing to sit there. You want it to. Um, you you want to be able to extract the nutrients, and right. then you want to throw out the waste. We don't keep God. Hopefully, none of us keep keeps garbage in our house for a week. Because mm -hmm. if you do, it's going to smell. If it starts to smell, it's going to uh, attract unwanted guests. Let's say pests, because they're not guests, but unwanted pests. Right. And basically, that is how our um, gut works. That's how, that's how our digestion works. So then we definitely want to be able to cleanse ourselves and then expel the waste in our system. Make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, I like Shauna said. She said that's why it's important to do cleanses to get that out of your system. Absolutely. So true. You know, uh, uh, just a popular cleanse is ginger, cucumber, spinach, pineapple rind. Pineapple rind. Mm-hmm. The skin of a pineapple. So and then blend all of that up. Blend it all up. Say that again. You said ginger? Ginger, cucumber, spinach, pineapple rinds, 
And um, if you like lemon or lime, add some lemon to it. Blend it up and drink it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then um, 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 when I started, um, when I lost massive weight in um, Texas, I was making homemade infused waters, especially watermelon water. You know, mm. and um, a lot of us, we get the um, um, seedless kind. <clears throat> you got to be careful of a lot of intake with that because a lot of that is man-made. Everything, everything that grows from the ground started by a seed. Absolutely. Came from Say a seed it. that had to germinate. And when it germinated, it produced a plant. Mm-hmm. The, the plant that was produced gave life. And from the plant, the fruit of the plant yielded. So having seeds in your fruit is a good thing. It's it, it's actually it's not just a good thing, but that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to be. If there are no seeds, and how is it made? Yeah. So then, basically, you know, we use shortcuts and we use certain things because it's easier to eat mm-hmm. and it's easier to deal with. <clears throat> and in, in most part, it's less expensive. Yes, in most parts, it is. Money wise, well, Money-wise. kind of, because I have a I have a saying that you're going to pay one way or another. Oh, you're either going to pay for prevention, or you're going to pay for um, what's the word I use? You're oh, my lord, you're going to pay with your right. Head. So there's a I forgot what the end of it. I used to. You're either going to pay to prevent it, or you're going to pay to fix it. I forgot the other okay. word that I used. But. Okay, I like that. You're going to pay to prevent it, or you're going to pay to um to repair it. it. Or um, some things, if it gets too far gone, it can't be prepared. It can't be repaired. You have to learn how to deal with it and live with it. Yeah. And then there are so many of our foods that are, are, are basically have fullers and are cross-contaminated. It comes to our table and we feed it to ourselves and we feed mm. it to our children. And we have to be so careful what we feed <coughs> to our children. Because, you know, that's why our children are growing up too fast. Mm. Though, um, because of all of these hormones that they're putting in the because food. Because of the hormones wow, yep. and the um, antibiotics that they put in the meat. And you have to be careful with even some of the water. A lot of us, we buy bottled water. A lot of, a lot of bottled water is tap water. That has gone through a filter. Perfect example, Aquafina. It tells you now they have to put it on the bottom. Public water source. Wow. It's on the bottom. They ran it through your little filter and they sold, sell it to you for $2 a bottle. Y'all, that's a hustle. It sure is. <laughs> that's a hustle if I've ever seen one. I should that's know. <laughs> And then, I don't mean that in a good way. You know, if you don't believe me, look it up for yourself. Get the bottle. Take a look and read and and I read and I read the label. It tells you right that on the label. But yeah, you just have to be so careful. Even with fish. I like fish. I like all kind of fish. I'm learning how to cook all kind of different kind of fish. 
that basically I didn't grow up with. Okay. So um, uh, stay away from the farm raised salmon. I've heard I've heard of that. Wait, yeah, you want the wild caught. Yeah. Um, want the wild caught. What have you heard about it? I'm curious. The farm raised? Yeah. Or the wild caught. So from what the I understand, farm the farm raised, say it again. The farm raised. What have you heard about the farm raised? From what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, the farm it's kind of like the same thing as what they do with the chickens and the cows. Mm -hmm. Like they mm -hmm. put them in a, you know, this bar barrier area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that they might even inject some stuff in them to kind of help them produce more or something like that. Okay. Okay. I definitely understand what you're saying. It is different. Uh, farm raise, it, it is a different procedure or a different method for basically each three of the items that you just named, the fish, the chicken, and the beef. Different procedure. Okay. <laughs> but then for the fish. If you do um, farm-raised salmon, right? Salmon normally, um, uh, farm-raised, they have them, you know, um, they grow them themselves. All the salmon is gray. The reason that salmon turns pink is because of the frill and the things that they eat at the ocean floor or the lake floor or, you know, the proteins that are in the water that actually uh, 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 change the dynamic of their skin, change the dynamic of the color of their skin. And it makes them much more healthier because they eat them from the wild. Mm -hmm. Understand? With farm raised, they feed it a pink pellet, a dye, change the color of the fish, a chemical. They um, they don't inject it with a needle. They put it in the food to change the color of the salmon. So then, so then basically, we see pink salmon and we think the salmon is wild and the salmon is not wild, but it's farm raised and it's full of chemicals. Oh my lord! Mm -hmm. It's just like bees, honey bees, the bees that are fed um, sugar water which is a simple syrup, and bees that actually pollinate in the wild. The, the greater nutrients is the bees that pollinate in the wild because basically that honey is full of the flowers, the plants, the pollen, mm -hmm. the yield, everything from the forest. But if you just put a, a bowl of sugar water and let the bees make honey from that, all you have is a simple syrup honey with no healing properties at all. And that is what is happening to us and what people who are putting in our local grocery stores, food that doesn't have any type of heat properties at all. Oh my goodness. That's that that's why that that attributes to all of the different um illnesses and things that were coming out that are happening now, like why they're so prevalent now. Like there's so many there's more people having all of these different illnesses because of what it is that we're eating, because of what we are allowing, allowing because listen, I I took a um what kind of course with it was it? It was a it was a health course. 
And um, I found out that the way that they do the way that, I'm going to get to this um this question here in just a second. The way that they the FDA in okay. all honesty the huh, the thing that they allow and the way that they define certain things, I'm like this is corrupt. It is on so it's many corrupt levels. and it's strategic because I'm going to go here with it. You can only when, since when have you been able to find like a Whole Foods store or like a um like even a mom and pop shop where they have on an organic store in urban areas. Okay. Very rare. Yeah. It's very, very rare. Exactly. You don't you don't see those very much in urban areas. Okay. But I tell you like this now. Uh <laughs> oh Jesus. Just buy or be wary. And hear what I'm saying. Even if you go to farmers markets, mm. buyer beware. There's a lot of scammers out there. And then um, if you don't know what to look for, you just might be scammed. There was a farmer's market. And then when you went to the produce area, he had big tomatoes and and you know stuff like that. But he had stickers on the tomatoes. The uh -huh. stickers are factory produced. You only get those when you purchase them from a factory or from a store. They're not from a farmer, an independent farmer who actually grew them to sell independently and organically. So then what that scammer did, they went to the store, bought a whole bunch of tomatoes, bought a whole bunch of oranges, and then they sell it at a percentage of maybe... <laughs> 100% more because, because the customer thinks <clears throat> the customer thinks oh, this is actually from somebody's farm and this is organic. No, they got it from the store down the block. Wow. So um, a lot of people don't know that. That's why I say buy and beware. You know, if a person cannot track the source of where the food came from hmm mm, Mm. Especially the farmer's market. Right. You're supposed to be able to track it. It's your product. Wow. It's your wow. product. I never it's thought your, about that. It's your product. Wow. So then, you know, you got to know these things. Oh, my goodness. And one thing I learned at, from working at a grocery store a while ago, if y'all, if you are going to buy, if you want something organic, it has to have a nine. Look on the, on the sticker. It has mm -hmm. to have a nine. Yeah. It's supposed to be a four digit number or a five. I'm sorry. It'll be like with the banana. Like I used to, I, I saw something that I still remember the code of bananas. It's, I think it was 7411. Mm -hmm. But in organic, it's going to have a nine in front of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what, at least that's what they say. Yeah. So there's a question here from YouTube um, from Fellowship Productions and Artist Management. He said, they say, um, but with the way the ocean is being treated by people, you don't know what they are consuming, and wouldn't that be a concern? Okay, and and um, uh, um, so true. You know what? What you said is valid, and 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 what you said is truth. My concern about that is that honestly, God gave us a remedy. Mm -hmm. Pray over everything before you eat it. If you, I believe. Uh, paraphrasing script, scripture if somebody tried to serve you poison 
and you pray over it and you ask God to bless it, the intent that was meant to harm you, God won't let it work against you. Now, let's make it clear. Because we are going to. Okay, I'm talking about unknowingly. That's it. That's what I. Okay, there we go. Unknowingly. There we go. Not knowingly, but unknowingly. And then basically, we don't know what's going on with the food. I always try to remember to pray over everything. Sometimes the candy, God bless this food. You know, uh, 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 so, you know, the fruit, the vegetables, God bless this food. You know, um, stuff like that. But, you know, that's why we need God's help. And then we need to be conscientious of mm -hmm. what we're about. Sometimes you got to do your own personal homework. Absolutely. And then sometimes we crave the things that, that are no good for us. And then we say, God, you know what? Bless it anyway. <clears throat> Perfect example. If I'm diabetic, I shouldn't eat a gallon of Hagen dazs and then ask God to bless it. And ask God to bless it. <laughs> Block out all of the impurities. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I'm drinking poison to my body. Knowingly. And knowingly. Knowingly. If you want a good diabetic ice cream recipe, that's what you call me. And I'll help you. I make ice cream. Whew. You do? See, all right. Okay. So, y'all. Because we have gone over time. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We I, are. I'm but this is, listen. I am enjoying no, this. No, no, no. So this is good. This is good information. Like, it's not It's not like we're just chit-chatting and talking nonsense here. This is stuff that the people need to hear and mm -hmm. that they need to know. So this is very, thank you for all of this free knowledge. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Thank you. This and is the I'm talking about. Everyone who listens. Absolutely. Guys, listen, what I want, what I want for all of you to do, what I want you all to do is I want you all to, I, first of all, I forgot to tell y'all, y'all make sure y'all subscribe, do the liking, the sharing. I want y'all to share this episode because this is going to be so good for so many people, especially us. Yes. Especially us. Yeah. Because we're more prone to all of these illnesses and diseases and things like that, the diabetes, the high blood pressure, all of that. We are so much more prone. <clears throat> So and true. so we have someone here who is able to, that's what I, I love about, I love about Chef Chris is that he's able to take something that we love and, we love, you know, that we love so much and find, find a way to make it healthy so that it won't harm you. Mm -hmm. And so cleaning it properly is step one. Yeah. And cleaning the area property properly is step one. But I wanted to get into substitutions. Can you do that for just a minute? Can you give us like something like one one dish that we all love, like a macaroni and cheese? Okay. Okay, a macaroni and cheese. How can you make that healthy? Oh, macaroni and cheese. Uh, you can use uh, chickpea pasta. You can use spinach pasta. You can use um, oat pasta. You can use um, carrot pasta. You can use beet pasta. Okay, so then basically, we covered the pasta. You said beet pasta. Beet, yeah, beet, b e e t pasta. Have you ever tried it before? Not pot. I've had beets before. I know. I, I, oh yeah, beet pasta is delicious. Is it? Yeah, I make it. You have to like beet to like beet pasta. I love beet pasta. You have two types of beets. You have red and gold. Oh, 
And um, if you roast beets with a little bit of salt and pepper, seal it with aluminum foil. Oh my good girl, that's some good eating. So you're gonna have to make that for me, yeah, amen. Okay. <laughs> okay. So basically, <laughs> for, uh, for a healthy mac and cheese, you got that cup. Okay. Now with the cheese, you could use a vegan cheese. You could use a cheese substitute. You know. So basically. <clears throat> I have questions about that too. What exactly is a cheese substitute made out of? Oh well, then a cheese substitute. Um, some people see there's a lot of ways to kind of do more like a cheese substitute. Some people use like um, coconut milk. Some people use like a oat milk, mm -hmm. uh, um, almond or, or almond milk, or soy milk, and then basically they uh, make the cheese from there. Um, just as a base, it is just like if you made um, Ricotta cheese, all you need lemon juice, heavy cream, cheesecloth, and uh, distilled white vinegar. Boil it. You 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 made um, Ricotta cheese in a few moments, and then you have to oh. roast it. Yeah. So um, some people, um, and then if you don't want to use butter. You can use olive oil um, or canola oil or whatever uh, for eggs. They have egg substitute. Excuse me. <clears throat> egg substitute. Uh, for milk, they have milk substitute. Or like, you know, different uh, other different types of milk. And then basically, you just work it from there. And then mix it all together. You got your mac and cheese. If you don't want to add any type of cheese, all you need to do is make a bechamel. Which is? Oh, <clears throat> a cream sauce. Okay. And then I see, like, I don't want to tell you how to do that. That's my star recipe. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't give us all your secrets. Don't give us it all your secrets. Don't give us all your secrets. And um, if you make that, if you make certain kinds of dishes, they actually turn into a cheese itself. I cook for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, we made macaroni and cheese with no cheese. And I'm going to leave it right I made it with no cheese. A lady said to me, this is the best macaroni and cheese. And she grabbed it. She pulled it. She said, oh my gosh, chef. And she hugged and kissed me. And there was no cheese in it. So you made a macaroni and cheese list. Yeah, macaroni and cheese with no cheese. Macaroni and cheese list. Yep. I think with that's no what we could call it. No cheese. No cheese. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's called the macaroni and cheese list. <laughs> but it's really good. You wouldn't even know it. Okay, so you're gonna have to make that for me too. Oh. We're gonna have no series, but I want what I want you to do. This is our I'm giving y'all assignment. Y'all hold them accountable. I want you to go live once a week for an entire month and do a healthier version of some of our favorite foods. Okay. Okay, so you did that. If I did that, everybody is gonna have to contribute to what they what is their favorite food. And then we just have to work it from there. Me. Um, cross culture. Um, African American, African Southern, or basically just Southern Indian. Something happened to your sound. 
um, um, Spanish food, Caribbean food, Puerto Rican food, Dominican food, Spanish food, Guatemalan food, Mexican food, you know, it's cross culture. I love it. I love it. We're gonna, we're gonna, no, I'm not gonna say a word. We're gonna talk afterwards. Okay, so we're done for today. <laughs> oh my goodness, so much information, so much, and I'm just listening. Thank you so much, Chris, for this. Like, so, so, so much for this. So one thing that I always ask, you have comments that are just coming, and I mean, this was so good. This was so, so good. And I appreciate you for taking the time out. I know he's been, listen, he's busy making his pie, his sweet potato pie. Do you have one with you, by the way, to show us your sweet potato pie? Oh, my goodness. They're all boxed. But I think I have something right here. Um, Look at that. Yeah. I, I had to take this um, just out of the refrigerator because I had to seal for delivery. I think you have um is your finger covering the um the volume or the um the speaker? No. Because the sound kind of went out a little bit. Okay, how about now? Is this better? Is this better? No? Oh, that's better. Whatever you okay. did just now. Okay. Whatever you did just now. But that, that pie looks absolutely delectable and oh, yeah. thank so you. those of you who need catering. Those of you who need, um, you know, a personal chef, if you want a class or if you want to, you know, just, a, 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 you know, a course on how to actually like make certain things. This is where you go. This is where you go. Like real talk. If, if you guys aren't convinced yet, I don't know if you're convinced. He's going to teach you how to clean the area. He's going to teach you how to clean your food. He's going to teach you how to make it taste wonderfully. He's going to teach you how to make it um He's going to teach you how to make it um, you know, healthy. This is where you need to go. This is just a where you need way to go. of clean living. Just a healthier way of clean living. You know? Just a you know, healthier way yeah, of, 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 of clean living. I'm sorry, y'all. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who is putting up with me with these allergies. And I'm sorry, the Benadryl just didn't really kick in the way I thought it would have kicked okay. in. So, um, but Food is love. Food is food is the nutrient to the body, to the mind, to the soul. What you put in your body produces the kind of person that you will become. Mm. Who you are. So then basically, we want to change different things about ourselves. First, it has to change how we think about things and what we intake into our bodies, into our minds. Healthier items produce a healthier body, produces a healthier mind. Soiled items produce a soiled body and a soiled mind. We wow. have enough of that. We don't want that anymore. It's time to change our life for it to go into the right direction. That's it. Okay? We have to look better. We have to feel better. We yes. have to eat better. We have to live better. And right now is the time of change. Change for the better is not tomorrow. Change for the better is now. 
Come on. I employ that you take this opportunity. You may not ever speak to me again. You may not want to hire me for anything. You may say, I can't, I can't, I, I can't even afford them. It's not even about that. I want you to grow. And I want you to be the best person that you can be in this life. Yes. In this time for this season. I want you to impact other people's lives as your life has been impacted positively. If you have <coughs> if you have a friend that is not concerned about you eating, that's not your friend. Mm. Eating, eating grows the body, it nurtures the soul. Anybody who's not uh, not assisting you to grow to nurture yourself is not the person you you need to be linked up with. I want you to grow. I want you to nurture your body. And that's why I share some of these things with you because sincerely, I'm concerned about you. And I love you and I respect you enough to tell you the truth, to help you mm -hmm. live your best life. And thank you. Thank you, uh, Miss <coughs> Miss Miss Roberta McKenzie Johnson. 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 I'm sorry no. about that. <laughs> it's okay. Miss <laughs> Roberta Johnson. Yes. Thank you for having me you on your show. Thank you for all the family time and the family hours and the laughs yes. that we've had. Oh my goodness! You yes. Allow me to use your as tests as test tasters. I'm like try this. Always, try try this. Somebody to taste test something. You can always call me. You know that. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Oh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> I love you guys so much, and and greatly I appreciate you so much, and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for dealing with me with these allergies. I'm getting them fixed. <laughs> I'm getting them fixed, and um, woof, all this atmosphere. But um, awesome. yeah, I appreciate y'all. So awesome, guys! In case you guys want to be able to reach out to him, his information is being scrolled across the bottom of the screen. Hit him up, real talk. And if you don't, you know, if there's, if there's nothing that you want to do as far as food concerned, his cash app is there, so you can go right ahead and just deposit a little something because he gave us some information that most people would have to pay for. Just, you know, just letting y'all know. So, again, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for this. I, I'm, I can't oh, get enough. No, no, this thank you. Thank you. I'm so humbled by this experience. God is it's so beautiful. good. God is Isn't so it? Good. Don't start before, like Pauline said, you're going to have us laid out on the floor again. And then you're going to log on. <laughs> I'm so grateful. for all of our watchers, all of our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Speaking Plain English. Until next time. Until next time. God bless.